From a totally different perspective? Ready for provocative conversation? Intriguing stories and inspiration? Then don't touch that dial. Welcome to Talk with Francesca. She'll give you something to talk about all week long. Now, here's Francesca. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the show. Welcome to Talk with Francesca. I'm Francesca, your host. And I have a really cool guest lined up this evening. Really, really cool. He was actually uh, recommended to me last week by our by the guest that I had, Dr. Greg Hammer. And um, he talked about something called Three Good Things. And I immediately, during the break, um, looked up Dr. Brian Sexton and um, asked him if he'd be on the show. And, and he said he would. And so I'm really excited. Uh, but before we get started, if you want to chime in or comment on the show or the guest or the topic, you can send me an email at info at talkwithfrancesca.com. And if you want to learn more about the show, you can visit my website, talkwithfrancesca.com. You can also hop on over to iTunes if you miss part of the show or want to listen to any other show that I may have recorded in the past. This portion of Talk with Francesca is sponsored by Jennifer Powell RN. If you are starting to notice fine lines and wrinkles, stubborn fat that won't go away, perhaps your body is trying to tell you something. Jennifer Powell RN has just the remedy for you, and you can visit her at jlprn.com to schedule your complimentary consultation today. Jennifer and her team of specialists look forward to helping you understand your beauty from within, and she actually happens to be opening up an additional location October 1st. So um, she is going to get me that information this week, and I will have that to you very shortly. All right, the negative screams at us, but the positive only whispers. Tonight, Dr. Brian Sexton, a psychologist member of the Department of Psychiatry at Duke University, is going to help redirect us so that the positive screams and the negative whispers. So big welcome to you, Dr. Brian Sexton, and thanks for joining us tonight on Talk with Francesca. I'm excited to have you with us. It's a pleasure. Thank you for having me. All right, so I'm going to just jump right in with the the concept of the three good things. And um, first of all, I'll, I'll just uh, full disclosure here. I was really excited about it. It seemed sort of, yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, <laughs> you know, sort of like, yeah, okay, you know, another self help thing. But I did look it up, and I yeah. I guess I didn't even realize I, I downloaded the app, but didn't realize that it was going to bing me every night at seven o'clock. <laughs> And um, so I've been doing it now for the past three or four nights. It's kind of cool, but I have some questions about how um, to actually, like what's really considered something that's considered good good and not. But before we even go there, um, how did this concept of the three good things come from? Or where did it come uh, from? Great, great question. So um, for a hundred years, Psychologists and psychiatrists and therapists have been really good at at uh, at helping people who are miserable to be less miserable, but they they've never really excelled uh, until just recently at helping people go from miserable to flourishing or from from miserable to thriving. Mm. And so much of what we do in kind of talk therapy is is designed to kind of slay the demons of your past and mm. kind of uh, learn how to reinterpret, you know, things and understand the wisdom that's to be gained from perspective. And uh, that's all important, and that has a place, but that only goes you, that only takes you from suffering to no longer suffering. And there's a big difference between not suffering and, and, and thriving. Mm-hmm. And so roughly, you know, two decades ago, a lot of folks in, in my field started to kind of shift their focus more towards what, the, what would it look like if we got better at um, uh, noticing the good that's out there, uh, creating more of that, and, and making that part of our, our skill set. Um, uh, so that's, that was the impetus, impetus behind uh, uh, Three Good Things. Uh, it's one of many tools that we have um, create well. We didn't. I didn't create three good things. Let me make that perfectly clear. I thought it was a great idea, and I improved upon it to make it useful for busy, stressed, tired, cranky, you know, healthcare workers. 
and um, because you, there's one thing that you're not going to do uh, if you're if you, if, you've, if you go to work and you're you're dealing with life and death situations. Uh, it, it, it is uh, a tense team environment where communication is critical. You go home at the end of a really long day. You haven't eaten lunch. You haven't gone to the bathroom. Uh, the last thing you want to do is um, kind of yoga for an hour or meditate for 45 minutes. Um, not that those are bad things, but when you're in a pinch, the last thing you want to do is go learn a new life skill. Mm. I, 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 I really I take umbrage with this idea of, oh, you know, it's a pandemic and you work in healthcare and, and you're really stressed. Why don't you learn um, uh, how to meditate? It's, that's like, this, that's not the time to pick up a heavy object. Uh, what we need are simple. <laughs> you mean just breathe, focusing on your breath, moving in and out of your body? That's a heavy object. <laughs> I suppose I mean, it depends how heavy I mean, you're if breathing. You, if you just pull the twelve-hour shift in an emergency room yeah. and you go home and somebody says, "Just breathe," you want to you want to punch them. In the I face. know, I know, really. Which you want to do? Breathe. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. so I'm a fan, big fan of meditation, and, and uh, uh, my wife's a yogi. She can put her ankle behind her head. I, I can't do that. Um, um, uh, I, I started running about a year ago. But let me say, of all the things that I do during a, a global health crisis, I try to get out and run a few times a week. Yeah, and I was right. already doing that before. Uh, and, and so if it's a well-honed skill, if it's something that you've been doing a lot, um, well, when your stress level goes up, lean on those honed skills. Mm-hmm. But, the, but if your stress level goes up suddenly, it's not time to, to crack open some brand-new um, uh, tough, you know, um, uh, skill set. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, did you have an experience, a personal experience that kind of led you down this path? <laughs> I did actually. I used to work at Johns Hopkins, and uh, I, I personally got really burned out and, and stressed. And at the time, I was studying leadership and teamwork, and and this this kind of um, esoteric concept called safety culture, like. Why do people, you know, do the things that they do around patient safety norms and behaviors? Um, and it, as it turns out, um, the, um, the more I learned about burnout while I was actually doing research on these, this other stuff, the more I saw connections between uh, what we get out of a good leader, what we get out of a good uh, day at work, and, 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 and how we feel either exhausted or not. Uh, you know how there's a good fatigue and there's a bad fatigue? <laughs> Um, uh, if, if I go out and I spend a Saturday in my garage woodworking and I come in, my hands are, are just shot because I've, I've been holding hand planes and chisels and things. And, uh, but it's such a good tired because, man, that was, I, I did something productive and you know, make something beautiful and share it with the world. Um, that's a great thing to do during a, a pandemic. Um, so there are good fatigues and, and bad fatigues. Um, what, what's interesting is my time at Hopkins, uh, was exhausting emotionally and spiritually and uh, intellectually. Uh, and as I learned more and more about what burnout was, it wasn't my area of expertise um, 15 years ago. So as I learned more about it, I started weaving it into my, when I'd go give a talk or do, do grand rounds or in my research, I started like measuring burnout in my research studies. And I found that a better predictor of performance because uh, it's all in healthcare. It's all about what predicts clinical outcomes, like infection rates and, and mortality, and what and what predicts, you know, things like nurse turnover and um, uh, how long a patient has to stay in the hospital. So you're looking at clinical outcomes and operational outcomes. What predicts them? And if you can say teamwork predicts them, well, we will study teamwork and understand how to make the teamwork better. Or if, if leadership predicts any you know, outcomes, we want to study leadership and see how to make leadership better. Once I started measuring burnout, I was blown away. I was, this jaw-dropping moment for me as a scientist was burnout does such a better job of predicting all these important outcomes than anything I've ever been looking at. So I really shifted my focus in my research and my focus in my interest to just learning everything I could about well-being and, and burnout and uh, what predicts it and how to prevent it. And for about 10 years now, we've been hot and heavy into developing these bite-sized strategies, not big heavy lifts, but kind of the zero-entry pool version of mm-hmm. um, uh, what are some simple nudges that you can do so that you don't finish the day with zero gas left in your tank? What are some simple things you can do for a little bit better night's sleep, for a little bit better conversation at the dinner table uh, that evening? Right? So, so, that, so the things just aren't 
so exhausting. Mm-hmm. Like the world is on fire right now. There's oh. an election coming up, and there's a global pandemic. There's so many uh, things that if if you, depending on where you put your attention, you can either decide that there is there is uh, an awful lot of hope out there, mm-hmm. or you can say the whole thing is hopeless. Why try? Right. And I think what our research is about is, is guiding people more toward. Uh, uh, there is there is hope out there, but you have to reframe the way you spend these little moments where you've got a little bit of gas left in your tank. How are you going to spend that gas? Right. And when it gets too hairy, it's kind of like, I, I think I said this actually last week to um, Dr. Hammer, is it's like trying to get a tan on a rainy day sometimes when it gets yeah. really, it gets really, really crazy. And I think the, the thing that's most insidious about this um, this pandemic is I think that people like myself who just go, 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 don't even realize how how difficult it can be. And then you can just like hit a brick wall and go, whoa, you know, this is really, this is really challenging. And then something really simple, you know, sets you off and you have like, you hit a brick wall and go into like a meltdown, you know? So yeah, I think that, right. um, so I guess, you know, you mentioned uh, uh, what predicts, um you know, you talk about the word burnout, you know, and, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and, you know, what do you really mean by that when you say burnout? I mean, you know, um, I yeah. find myself sometimes saying, oh, my gosh, I'm just like mentally and physically exhausted. I guess that's probably burnout. Um, I don't know, you know. Um, so yeah, define I, I, that. A, define what that you, actually you're means. Par. You're, you're right on, on the money. There, there's a there's kind of a lay interpretation of burnout, which is, a, it, a, which is I think, the way most of us should be talking about it. And then there's this uh, kind of official way of talking about it in, in research and in, in the literature on this. Um, the, now, the fairy godmother of burnout literature is Christina Maslach. She created the, what's called the Maslach Burnout Inventory. And um, for 40 years, it's been, for more than 40 years, gosh, almost 50 years, it's been the best way of me- measuring burnout globally. And it has questions on it that you kind of agree or disagree with, and they're things like, I feel burned out from my work, and I feel frustrated by my job. I feel like I'm working too hard at my job. And if you're agreeing with that set of items, the more and more you're agreeing, like, yeah, I am burned out, I'm frustrated, I'm working too hard, um, then that puts you in this category of, of burnout. And if you're agreeing strongly, then you're kind of severely burned out. And if you're agreeing slightly, then you're kind of moderately burned out. Um, it, that's kind of the way it's measured. Uh, and if you look at Christina Maslach's um, uh, instrument, which so much of inside healthcare, outside healthcare, internationally, I mean, Maslach Burnout Inventory is the, the gold standard for measuring this around the world, has been for many decades. Um, and if you were to ask Christina, who, who, by the way, is like, for somebody who studies something as nefarious as, as burnout, she's like one of the most lovely people you'll ever meet. Uh, so often people obsess about this uh, pathology that they have in themselves. Uh, we call it me-search, like people who are aggressive study aggression and people who are anxious study anxiety. And we call it me-search instead of research. Um, uh, and, but Christina Moslock is like just such an amazing presence. It's like you're, you're, you're listening to a sage um, when you're talking to her. She's really neat. Um, now, if you were to ask Christina to... Uh, uh, Define burnout. She would say, well, burnout, uh, there are three paths to burnout. There are three ways of being burnout. There's emotional exhaustion, which is feeling depleted. It's what you were talking about, Francesca. Um, there's uh, depersonalization, which is where you see other people as objects and you grow more callous towards them. And then the third factor is a diminished sense of personal accomplishment. You just don't feel like you're good at what you do anymore. Um, but like you just want to crawl under the covers and put the covers over your head. Um, I, don't, I don't mean to interrupt right. you, um, Brian. We do need to take a short break. Um, so we'll just pick up where we left off in just a few minutes. Listeners, stay with us here. Don't go anywhere. This is life. Don't miss it. I appreciate you hanging out with me. More talk on the way here on 95.9 WATD. Located in Boston's North End holds one of our best-kept secrets, Antico Forno, ranked number nine of the top ten Italian restaurants around the world within the category of being one of the most authentic. With a welcoming family feel, it's hard to argue the experience you have when enjoying dinner at Antico Forno. Best known for their brick oven pizza, their world-class traditional cuisine does not fall far behind. Come enjoy dinner at Antico Forno and feel like part of the family. Open daily from 11.30 a.m. until 10 p.m. Call us today at 617 723 
1-800-273-6733 or visit us at AnticoFornoBoston.com. Are you starting to notice fine lines and wrinkles, increased anxiety and fatigue, skin laxity, or stubborn areas of fat that just won't budge despite your efforts? What is your body trying to tell you? With the power of Powell, you'll love the skin you're in. Some of the many services Jennifer Powell offers are Botox, Sculptra, Volume Restoration, Laser Hair Removal, Body Contouring, and Skin Tightening. Get to the root of the aging process and back to the best version of you, together. It's a fresh start with the power of Powell because with Jennifer, it is more than skin deep. For your convenience, she has two locations, one in Kingston and her new location in Hanover in Merchants Row. Call 781-605-5699 or visit her at jlprn.com to schedule your complimentary consultation today. Jennifer and her team of specialists look forward to helping you understand your beauty from within. It's vital for dogs of all ages to have an understanding of socially acceptable behavior. And the folks at A Fox and Hound Harborside understand just that. The dedicated staff is well-trained in a variety of services to enrich your pooch's well-being. A Fox and Hound Harborside offers puppy socialization and enrichment programs to help your new furry friend learn commands and leash behavior. Located on Lincoln Street in Hingham, call 781-385-7369 today. A Fox Fox and Hound Harborside, where dogs go to find their direction. Cobblestone Cafe on Hanover Street in Boston brings casual, on-the-go American fare to the North End, serving breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Open daily at 7 a.m., Cobblestone Cafe offers burgers, barbecue, salads, fries, milkshakes, seafoods, and the very popular Snickerdoodle iced coffee. Delivery and catering are also available. Cobblestone Cafe, 227 Hanover Street in Boston. For more information, call 857-263-8057 or visit them online at cobblestonecafene.com. It's a loud, complicated, ever-changing world, and it's easy to get distracted or overwhelmed. A coach is a thinking partner who helps you cut through the clutter. That's where Alana Shake, trained executive coach, comes in. She can help you solve a tricky problem, get unstuck when you feel stagnant, and identify real priorities. When you're surrounded by noise and hassle, Alana works with people at all stages of life and career to help them find their own purpose and build a life that's true to that purpose. Learn more about her coaching at thisworldneedsbrave.com today. This is life, don't miss it. You're listening to Talk with Francesca. I'm Francesca Luca. The talk continues on 95.9 WATD. All right, we're back. So for each feeling of yuck, burnout, there's an opportunity for resilience. It's all two sides of the same coin, says Dr. Brian Sexton. He is the associate professor in psychiatry and behavioral sciences at Duke School of Medicine. And he's an expert in the idea of resilience, the ability to bounce back from life's obstacles. And he's with us uh, tonight, and he has a lot of interesting stuff for us to, to digest. So welcome back, Brian. Oh, thank you. So we were talking about, um, well, we're talking about burnout and, and how and the predictors. Um, what what can we do? Um, what, how do we know when we're going in that direction? Right. So what we were just talking about, like, what's the formal definition? And, yes. And I've given this long, convoluted kind of description. Uh, we, we wanted to simplify that. And, and so we, we kind of our working definition for burnout, like how do you know that you're kind of going in that territory, mm-hmm. is um, uh, it's, it's essentially the impaired ability to experience positive emotions. Uh, so okay. usually when... Sort of the restorative a, effects of, of just being happy, right? Exactly. Mm, yeah. it, it, well, the restorative effects of finding something to be funny or interesting mm. or feeling gratitude or hope. And, and as you become burned out, what happens more and more is, is like uh, our ancestors, from, a, from an evolutionary perspective or a biological perspective, if you're running away from a saber-toothed tiger, if you're running for your life, like what are you going to notice about the world around you? Either right. other things that are going to eat you or get in your way as you escape this threat that's chasing you. So when you, when you have activated that kind of um, 
that, that, that brain function, yeah. you're, you're focused like a laser beam on the negative at the exclusion of anything neutral or anything positive. And when, so when you're burned out, it's hard to find something funny or interesting or amazing. Mm. One of the tragic uh, uh, consequences of, of even the early stages of burnout in, in folks is uh, you don't, you, 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 you're not amazed by the world anymore. You can't look through a microscope and say, that is so cool, or look through a telescope and say, that is amazing, or, 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 or watch a sunset and say, that is just glorious. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Th- those moments, you just skip over them so you can look for the next you know, boogaboo that's going to kind of chase, chase after you. Well, you know, it's funny because um, before the show, I, I noticed that uh, one of the people who work here had on a baseball cap with the radio station's uh, call letters. I love baseball caps, just love them. Um, <laughs> so, so anyway, I, I just had to get one, right? And I, I'm so excited about my baseball cap. And so tonight at 7 o'clock when my ding goes off on my, my app for three good things, that's going to be one of the things is I got a WATD baseball cap. But so so let's, so let's talk about um, the three good things. And I know that helps to prevent this feeling of well, what you call burnout or it could, you know, it also could be a depression, no? Yeah, there's there's some different uh, opinions on this. Um, uh, burnout and depression have a very similar presentation of symptoms. They look similar on the surface. Mm. Um, I think a fair way of of kind of characterizing it is that burnout is a, is a lot like mild depression that is work specific. It hasn't yet necessarily pervaded into your marriage and your finances and everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's one way of, of thinking about that. Some people kind of disagree with that. I, I I don't like them to be the same thing because Francesca, how many how many times have you heard somebody just show up, you know, in a hallway conversation or at a, or at a dinner and they say, Oh my God, Francesca, I'm so clinically depressed right now. I'm so depressed. Mm-hmm. Versus someone said to you, I'm so fried. I'm just so burned out right now. I know. And I think it's, it's you, too bad. If you pathologize it. It makes it harder to talk about it. Well, it is. You know, it's it's uh, very taboo. You know. Um, right. But yeah. So so let's talk about this. The three good things because you know initially, as I said earlier, this this concept, um, you know, it just sounds a little too I don't know airy fairy maybe like <laughs> oh yeah okay but you know yeah. I know that when you start to really think about it, it's like well wait a minute you know like what it's not so easy to come up with because I was thinking that they needed to be big huge things it's like i don't know three times a day like three different things in a day that like happened that were oh so powerful and then i realized no it doesn't have to be it can be just like i had lunch with a friend and you know it's like that's right like you know um it, tomorrow i have a, a friend that that has a big birthday and it's like oh i've got you know so much to do and you know and i, I really don't have time to you know it's gonna i'm gonna have to drive an hour there and an hour back and you know, do I really, can you I really fit it in? Well, you know what I thought about is the three good things. And I thought, you know what, if I do that, that's going to be one of my three good things. And I'm going to be really happy that I did it, made that time no matter what, because of course, connections are everything anyway. But anyway, so, right. so let's talk about it. So I've said a lot about it, but I want to hear what you have to say about it. Tell our listeners. Ha, so, um, so let me just do a quick point of clarification. So it, it's, uh, if you en- enroll in it, it's a research study, and what we do is we text you or email you. You get to choose every day for two weeks at 7 p.m. Eastern time, and we ask what are three things about well today and, and what was your role in making that happen. It's, it's pretty, it doesn't take very long, one or two minutes um, uh, each night. And what, um, uh, so it's not an app. You don't actually download an app. Um, um, we just ask you your mobile number, and then we'll use it for two weeks, and then we won't you know, use it to, to bug you or anything. Uh, it's just, uh, it's a way I thought it was of, an app that I downloaded. No, let me say, looking at my phone right now, I thought it was an app. Yeah. It just sends you a text message. It's it, it's a uh, it's a it's a cool it's a cool program that that yeah. we use in our in our research. That um, it, maybe it feels like an app, um, but it's it's but you don't have to download anything. You don't you don't have to delete you don't have to de- delete anything later, which is the the good thing. Um, but the uh, uh, I, I think what's surprising, and I totally agree with you, like when I first, I mean, I knew about Three Good Things for years before I really got into it. I was like, oh, this is so corny. I mean, I've got people who are dealing with such moral dilemmas, like, 
like who should get these limited resources and or, or if you go in the, in the emergency room from seeing someone's kind of bruised shin to having to tell someone that they're that they're going to die mm. um and and, and it, it just and, and then you turn around and you say hey guess what if, if tonight you'll just write down three good things that happened today it just felt yeah uh, it, it felt like rude yeah. Um, yeah. But then we did some research on it. We started studying it, and we learned that if you do this every day for a week, just one week. Now, we, we later on, um, we got it up to, to two weeks. But um, if you do it for just one week, um, and then you stop, and you don't ever do it again, you fast forward six months later, it's, it has the, the efficacy of still being on uh, uh, selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors like Prozac, like an antidepressant. Um, that's pretty amazing. Like, there are very few... Things that that you can say, wow! If doing this simple activity that doesn't take much time, it's just, I don't have to schedule an appointment with my therapist. It's, I just have to like write down what are three things in my world each day. It just seems like a nice little life hack. Um, I didn't realize the second with, half of that is in how did you contribute. It doesn't ask me that. It just says what are three things that went well today. It doesn't ask the as I said the other half of it. And so the other half is and and how how did I contribute to the three good things? Yeah, this is well, what went well. Yep. Uh, and then and then there's one box that says what went well, and the second box says, uh, and what was your role in making that happen? Oh, I wonder if I'm uh, and, a different one, yeah. but whatever. Anyway, but what do you so so when you talk about three good things, what exactly do you mean? Do you mean that uh, you know you ate well? Does it mean that you you know called your best friend? And yeah. What does it mean? Yeah, what think, What do you mean by three yeah, good things exactly? Personally, professionally, whatever it means to you, I, I'm always shocked by how when people start off. Uh, they're like, I don't know. Good thing number one, uh, ate food. Good thing number two, uh, still breathing. Good thing number three, uh, wearing <laughs> clothes. Um, but what, what happens very quickly is you realize um, uh, when you when you the way we set it up is once you enter in your three good things, um, you're redirected to a uh, list of all the good things that were entered yesterday from people using the tool. Uh, and you can see how other people are using it. Oh, I hadn't thought about like putting in um, uh, an, an interaction I had with with my nine year old, or I hadn't thought about uh, putting in kind of like how, uh, something funny that was said at a meeting, or uh, oh, I, could, I could do that tomorrow. So you get ideas from other people as you because it, it becomes a a way of saying, well, how are other people utilizing this tool? And uh, you get much better at it within just a couple of days. You go from kind of struggling to find three things that went well to you, you get to where you're kind of looking forward. To the, to the text message at 7 p.m., mm. and you get more sophisticated in the kinds of things that you put in there. And we, we see this because we've now we had tens of thousands of, of people finish the study. And uh, when you look back over their logs, um, by the time they get to kind of day three, day four, they're really putting in some heartwarming, tender moments where I, I was interacting with my 12-year-old on the couch. We were giggling and talking to each other, and, and I just needed that. Or, um, you know, I, I made my, la- my, my, my wife laugh. Uh, so hard, her eyes watered, and my stomach hurt, and I hadn't laughed those belly laughs like that. And, and you just find these little things that you wouldn't be tuned into mm-hmm. before, but now you're looking forward to them, you're more aware of them, and, and what it does is um, it starts to undo some of what happens when you get burned out, when you become emotionally exhausted, mm-hmm. you tune in less to those positive emotions. When you're doing three good things, you're deliberately tuning in more to those positive emotions, and as you do that, it has two really cool effects, and, and this is not my research. This is from uh, one of your previous guests, uh, Barb Fredrickson, who is just amazing. Oh, yes, Her yes. It's just uh-huh. awesome. She's, yeah. she's uh, kind of like an academic crush on, on, on Barb. She's just, uh, her science is really solid. Uh-huh. Um, and what, one of the things that she uh, has shown is that when you are experiencing a positive emotion, it does two things. One, it undoes the effects of distress or upheaval in your life. So if you're feeling horrible about some bad news um, and somebody makes you laugh, it then does that feeling of upheaval. So it has an undoing effect. And the second thing that positive emotion does is it is through positive emotion that you feel a sense of purpose and meaning. Mm -hmm. And all of us, some of us struggle with happiness, but all of us desperately just want purpose and meaning. We just want to feel like we're making a difference or we have meaning in our life. Yeah. And, and uh, uh, you, I double-dog dare you, Francesca, to, to get to a, sense where, a, a place where, where you have meaning in your life without going through one or more of the positive emotions. 
can't do it. I mean, you ha- it's through things like a sense of gratitude and hope and pride mm-hmm. uh, and love. It's through those emotions that you feel a sense of meaning. You right. feel a sense yep. of purpose. So. Uh, so we do need to just... take another short break. I'm sorry, because um, we have so much to talk about. So, listeners, we're talking about sure. three good things to talk about, to, to tell yourself every evening, two hours before you go to sleep. Uh, we will be right back. More to come. Stay with us here. This is life. Don't miss it. More talk with Francesca coming right up on 95.9 WATD. Looking for an authentic Italian meal in an intimate setting? then you might just want to venture out to Boston this weekend and dine at Terra Mia Ristorante, a true gem among all those rhinestones in Boston's North End. This cozy tutorial with stucco walls and beam ceilings specializes in creative interpretations of Italian classics. Like the cuisines here, the atmosphere is elegant yet understated. Since opening in 1993, Terra Mia Ristorante has aimed to convince diners that there's always more to Italian food than just red sauce. Over the years, the innovative and beloved restaurant has done a great deal of convincing, and best of all, it's reasonably priced. This best-kept secret is worth the trip. Call 617-523-3112 or visit terramiarestaurante.com. Your pets are family. Take your dog to the Dog's Den in Pembroke. Your furry friend will go from smelling crummy to yummy because Leah at the Dog's Den really cares. Whatever your pet's needs are, from dematting to extra scissoring, the Dog's Den in Pembroke has your furry friends covered. So call the Dog's Den today at 781-826-7008 or visit thedogsdengrooming.com. Are you starting to notice fine lines and wrinkles, increased anxiety and fatigue, skin laxity, or stubborn areas of fat that just won't budge despite your efforts? What is your body trying to tell you? With the power of Powell, you'll love the skin you're in. Some of the many services Jennifer Powell offers are Botox, Sculptra, Volume Restoration, Laser Hair Removal, Body Contouring, and Skin Tightening. Get to the root of the aging process and back to the best version of you, together. It's a fresh start with the power of Powell because with Jennifer, it is more than skin deep. For your convenience, she has two locations, one in Kingston and her new location in Hanover in Merchants Row. Call 781-605-5699 or visit her at jlprn.com to schedule your complimentary consultation today. Jennifer and her team of specialists look forward to helping you understand your beauty from within. Cobblestone Cafe on Hanover Street in Boston brings casual, on-the-go American fare to the North End, serving breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Open daily at 7 a.m., Cobblestone Cafe offers burgers, barbecue, salads, fries, milkshakes, seafoods, and the very popular Snickerdoodle iced coffee. Delivery and catering are also available. Cobblestone Cafe, 227 Hanover Street in Boston. For more information, call 857-263-8057 or visit them online at cobblestonecafene.com. I'm Francesca Luca and you're listening to Talk with Francesca on 95.9 WATD. All right, we are back. Kevin, was that our second break or our third? A second. Okay, because I was thinking, wow, this is going by fast. Uh, welcome back, Brian. This is very interesting. Well, yeehaw. I, uh, it, it's, fun for, it's fun for me to, to be focusing on well-being because uh, what, better, what better topic to have as your day job during a, a global health crisis? Oh, gosh, yeah. So, so, all right, so this method's been tested with randomized clinical trials, but... Um, these results, how do they compare with, like, the more typical solutions? I know that you said compared to the SSRIs, but it just it seems to me that it would be – why would so many zillions of people be on antidepressants and SSRIs and anti-anxiety medication if this is such a simple solution? Mm-hmm. I mean, right? It doesn't make sense. Right, right. No, I mean, it's a great point. Well, part, part of this, this is a relatively – this is relatively new in the grand scheme of things. Um, and to it's be not to so be positive. <laughs> well, well, I, I, I I'll go back to kind of like my my first reaction when I heard about it was give me a break. There's got no, 
no, I'm not going to write, write down three things that went well. That's not going to help me with my... I've got a real problem. <laughs> Writing something, something down on a sticky tub is not going to help me with my problem. And, um, well, it does, uh, I, does I think, sound kind of funny. Like, you want me to write down three things? Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but I, 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 look, yeah. I know. It's, it's weird. It's weird. It's weird. Uh, um, and yet, it, it's, a, it's a subtle shift in what you pay attention to throughout your day. And, and the fact that you reflect on it at the end of the day, um, uh, there's two things. One, you're anticipating, like, I need to be on the lookout for these things, so that helps. The other thing is when you get your text or your email reminder from us and you say, okay, so well, now I need to go back and actually write them down, okay, because I've been thinking about this, um, uh, that's, when, that's called savoring. So one is that you, you set an intention to kind of be on the lookout, and the other one is you actually actively reflect. You pause and you reflect on what went well, and together they create this, relatively simple, straightforward, but effective mechanism for increasing your access to positive emotion, which helps with the purpose and meaning, and it helps you to undo kind of uh, those bad days. So how does this, how do these three good things utilize sleep um, in an advantageous way? Oh, my goodness. Well, we, we actually have a sleep Tool that, uh, on our website too. We have a whole we have a whole bunch of different tools uh, that are all designed to be kind of like bite-sized well-being strategies. Um, but we were surprised when we we did this uh, with a group of 145 internal medicine residents at, at Duke, and <clears throat> so I would go and give a lecture and sign them all up, and they would uh, they'd start getting their text messages on their mobile phones. They, they, it was very easy to do. Um, uh, with folks like all sitting in an auditorium. Back when we did that kind of stuff, we were all sitting in an auditorium together. Um, what was interesting was by the end of them, them doing it for two weeks, these uh, residents all had a very, they were saying, man, it was so cool to see what my fellow residents were doing. And if I saw that, that people were um, you know, going out to dinner with their colleagues or, or going for a run or, or, or doing something fun for themselves. I said, my gosh, I mean, I, I deserve to do that too because, like, they're residents. I don't resident. I can, I, I can do that. And so they were inspired and motivated by their colleagues, but also they gave them ideas about how to use it. And what was interesting, uh, uh, too, was the, um, the fact that in this group of 145 physicians, the vast majority of them, there's something like 80 plus percent, reported improvements in their sleep quantity and quality. So we asked them how well were they sleeping and how much were they sleeping. And the, uh, the, as the effect of the benefits of three good things improved for people, so did the effect that it had, uh, uh, the association that it had with their sleep quantity and quality, sleeping more and sleeping better. And uh, this isn't unique to our research. Um, other people have found this sleep connection as well. But um, imagine, Francesca, if you're, 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 getting, you're going through your nighttime ritual, you're getting ready to, to crawl in the bed and pull the sheets up, the sheets up to your chin. Um, what if you say, okay, one last thing to do before I, I fall asleep tonight. I'm going to make a list of all the crap I didn't get done today. <laughs> and then you try to close your eyes and fall asleep. Or, or what kind of mood are you in? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Versus, versus like, what were the best parts of my day today? And not, not, that doesn't have to be life-shattering stuff. It doesn't have to be, like, the best day ever. Just, like, what were the parts of my day that didn't suck? Right, and right. You, you put that on your list. It changes your ability to fall asleep and stay asleep. So sleep onset improves. If you do wake up, if you, you, know, if you have to go to the bathroom or something, it is easier to fall back asleep. We even use it. Our, I've got four kids. We use three good things as a sleep aid when some of our kids are going through patches where they're, they're they don't they're, they want to, like during a global pandemic where they they don't ever want to go to bed ever mm. um we'll slow them down we'll say well why don't you tell me about you know uh, what went well today and um you'd be surprised they don't realize that you're doing it because there's a delay of like you know, 15 to 30 minutes but uh, pretty soon they're like okay i'm a good night dad <laughs> yeah thank you good night sweetheart <laughs> So you must have other um, tools that you use for wellness other than the three good things. Um, I just real briefly, when I got into the station, I opened up my email, I, but I did not have a chance to go through them. But it, it looks like you have a number of other other um, tools that you use to kind of – can we talk a little bit about those? Absolutely. Um, so uh, we, Well, first we of all, have, tell people where well, to go to find these tools. You bet. Um, so it's www.hsq, 
www.dukehouse.org yep. forward slash tools. Okay. Um, so that's how the, it's, a, it's the Duke Center for Healthcare Safety and Quality. I'm the director of the center, and, and that's our tools page. And what we have is, is a, a curated list of a variety of ways of cultivating positive emotions and simple kind of like uh, uh, methods of doing it. We have one for cultivating awe and wonder. Our physicians really love that one. Uh, we have one for cultivating gratitude. That's just like the most popular tool. I think Three Good Things is the most viral. People really love Three. Once they get into it, they start telling their friends. And, and you'll have, like, I'll, I'll have an email. Um, I'll have somebody register for Three Good Things at the University of Michigan. And uh, two weeks later, there's like 12,000 people oh, <laughs> registering wow. for it from Michigan. So it, it, it just spreads. Yeah. So fast in, in certain certain groups. So Three Good Things is very viral. But the gratitude tool is so easy. And if, and if you are, like, exhausted, if you've got – if your gas tank isn't just low, it's, like, empty and it's been empty and, and you're having none of this well-being nonsense, like, try the gratitude tool. It, it's quick. Uh, it's easy. And of all of the positive emotions, that's the one that's really – easy to kind of flip the switch and kind of go into it. We, we have a joy tool for cultivating joy, and joy is, is powerful, but it's harder to kind of like turn joy on and off. It's easier if I say, Francesca, can you think of someone who's done something really amazing for you in your life, somebody who's alive or no longer with us, it doesn't matter, it could be yesterday, it could be from 20 years ago, but somebody who just did something amazing for you, they, they opened a door for you, um, they made something possible, they taught you something about the, about the world, or they taught you something about yourself, and they didn't have to, but they did, and you're better off for that. Do you have that person mind. Now, would you, why don't you spend five minutes writing them uh, a letter of gratitude, and here's how you do that. And then we give them the instructions. And so if you spend five minutes doing that, uh, we can measure differences in your burnout and in your work-life balance. Your brain waves. (laughs) All of a sudden, your brain waves are changing. All right, we're going to talk about more of these tools in just a minute. We need to take our last break, and we will be right back. Stay with us here. This is This is Talk with Francesca. I'm Francesca Luca. We'll talk more in just a bit on 95.9 WATD. Tides is beachside dining at its best, all year round. Located at the end of the Nahant Causeway, directly on Nahant Beach, the ocean views from the dining room in the pub can't be beat. Tides specializes in casual dining with food that's delicious, not pretentious. On a warm day, enjoy a frosty pint at their bar or their sun-drenched deck on Nahant Beach. Or enjoy an incredible meal in their dining room anytime. Tides guarantees you great atmosphere with superior service. The menu at Tides is full of fresh, high-quality seafood, prime rib, chicken, pasta, and pizza that everyone will love. Check out the drink menu at Tides for fun cocktails, 30 ice-cold beers on tap, and their well-rounded wine list with state-of-the-art tap wines. Tides is unbeatable anytime, summer or winter, lunch or dinner, rain or shine. Visit tidesnahant.com. It's vital for dogs of all ages to have an understanding of socially acceptable behavior. And the folks at A Fox and Hound Harborside understand just that. The dedicated staff is well-trained in a variety of services to enrich your pooch's well-being. A Fox and Hound Harborside offers puppy socialization and enrichment programs to help your new furry friend learn commands and leash behavior. Located on Lincoln Street in Hingham, call 781-385-7369 today. A Fox Fox and Hound Harborside, where dogs go to find their direction. Looking for an authentic Italian meal in an intimate setting? Then you might just want to venture out to Boston this weekend and dine at Terra Mia Ristorante, a true gem among all those rhinestones in Boston's North End. This cozy tutorial with stucco walls and beam ceilings specializes in creative interpretations of Italian classics. Like the cuisines here, the atmosphere is elegant yet understated. Since opening in 1993, Terramia Restaurante has aimed to convince diners that there's always more to Italian food than just red sauce. Over the years, the innovative and beloved restaurant has done a great deal of convincing, and best of all, it's reasonably priced. This best-kept secret is worth the trip. Call 617-523-3112 or visit terramiarestaurante.com. Your pets are family. Take your dog to the Dog's Den in Pembroke. 
Your furry friend will go from smelling crummy to yummy because Leah at the Dog's Den really cares. Whatever your pet's needs are, from dematting to extra scissoring, the Dog's Den in Pembroke has your furry friends covered. So call the Dog's Den today at 781-826-7008 or visit thedogsdengrooming.com. for more talk with Francesca on 95.9 WATD. All right. Welcome back. Uh, Brian, I think that I figured out when you were, you were talking about your, you know, yours versus others, there's, a, there's I think I downloaded the Three Good Things app. So I don't know. I don't think it's your yours. So let's get, yeah. So because mine doesn't say anything about how I contributed or I have no ability to see how anybody yeah. else wrote anything. Um, so yeah, I'm thinking the, so, the researchy version's cooler, man. All right, all right. So, form. all right. So, so let's let's tell our listeners exactly where to go so we can get that straight. And plus, I want to you do bet. the right one too. So, what you is bet. it? It's uh, it's it's bit.ly yep. forward slash. Start 3GT, so S-T-A-R-T, the number 3, and then G, and then T. It's all lowercase, so bit.ly forward slash S-T-A-R-T 3GT. Um, and, and that will take you straight to where you can enroll. It just takes a couple minutes to enroll. Uh, you can choose text or email, and, and every night at, at 7 we'll text you or email you and say what, what went well, what was your role, um, and, uh, and then you'll get to see how other people are using it. And for some people, they don't care. But others, like, that's, like, one of the best parts is getting to see how they can get better at using it themselves. And here's the other thing. Like, once you've done it for two weeks, you're done. Congratulations. That's it for the year. You don't need to do this every day for the rest of your life. Okay, so wait a minute. B-I-T-L-Y. B-I-T dot L-Y. B-I-T dot L-Y. Yep. Forward slash. Yep. Start the number three GT. Start three G. Three and then then G T. The number three and then G for good and T for things. And then that's it. So B I T dot L Y forward slash start three G T. Yep. If you put that into a, any browser, that'll take you straight to where you can enroll. All right, listeners, make sure that you enroll. <laughs> All right. So you're saying only do this for two weeks? I don't want to stop after two weeks. I'm liking it. You don't have to. You don't have to. If it's hey, look, look. If it if, if if it's good for you, we, the, what we have found is that um, unlike the original research that showed if you do it for a week, it lasts about six months. We monkeyed around with the dose because we just play with things like this, and we got feedback from from a lot of our users that, oh, man, I was just getting into this, and after a week of like, getting these text reminders every night, he just stopped texting me, and I was just getting into it. And so I said, well, maybe we should be increasing this dose. And so we tried three weeks and four weeks. We tried five days, and we tried two weeks. It turns out, like, the, the, the ideal dose for people who are relatively busy, they got a lot going on, but they need a good dose of this. So it's not like they're depressed, but they're definitely feeling the burn or the burnout. Um, uh, that that uh, 15 days is ideal. Actually, so it's, it's it's if you start on a Monday, you finish on a Monday, or if you start on a Wednesday, you finish on a Wednesday. And um, the, the if you do it for 15 days, um, the effects last a year. Now, I'm not a, a, a pharmacist, uh, but let me tell you, there are very few pharmacological agents that if you take them for two weeks and then you stop. And then you fast forward a year later, there's still evidence that it's working in your system. So this is skills, not pills. It's, it helps you to cultivate this ability to see the good that is there and get the benefits that you can out of that while you can. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the idea behind it is that if you, if you go on beyond the 15 days, it's not going to hurt you. But we, like to, to get to, we would like for you to do your two weeks, and then afterwards you're like, you know, that's good. What else you got? We have one for cultivating humor. We have one for cultivating a work-life balance. We have one for sleep. We have one for serenity, one for self-compassion, uh, one for uh, random acts of kindness. And this is all the hsq.dukehealth.org forward slash tools forward slash. Is that what you're talking about? That's right. That's yeah. exactly right. Yeah. 
Okay, yeah, so we were talking so we, before the break. So we were talking about that. So there's gratitude, and I think that there is mm-hmm. a, a a lot of truth to that. Um, it, it is easier to get up in the morning and write ten good things that or ten things that you're grateful for when you're in a good mood. When you're in not so good a mood, I think it's harder because sometimes I almost wonder if we're hardwired to remember the negative. Um, we are. We yeah. are. Yeah. Yeah, but it's in, yeah because if you look at our ancestors, if if they were thinking everything was always going to be great, they would have never stored food for the winter. We wouldn't exist. Yeah, I know. But then you're going into a, a negative spiral. That's the only problem with that. Okay, so we've got yep. we've got gratitude, and we've got the three good things. We've got what else? Um, so we have one for <clears throat> for work life balance. We have one for humor, which is which is a, a, I've, I've really enjoyed that one. Yeah, what uh, is that uh, one about? Probably, Ha ha. So, so <laughs> well, um, uh, the humor one, believe it or not, is uh, magnificently creative. Uh, it's called Three Funny Things. Can you imagine what you do each night? Uh, you reflect on the three kind of uh, funniest things that happened that day. Um, and that's been a cool one, too, because uh, we don't like to start people off with that one. That's kind of a tool. Like, if you've done three good things, you're like, oh, man, this is great. What else do you have? Then Three Funny Things is a great one to transition to uh, because it, it, it is a little bit harder to kind of do that. But when people get to where they're noticing the irony, they're looking for it, they'll even do something funny, like they'll intentionally watch bridesmaids or something to, to kind of like trigger their, their funny bone, or they'll call someone who makes them laugh instead of just calling, you know, uh, that person who just drains you completely. So that it changes what you're doing with your behavior mm-hmm. um, in some interesting and subtle ways. Um, but by far, I think the tool that surprised me the most of all the ones that we've done is our hope tool. Uh-huh. Uh, and that's one for cultivating the ability to, to look forward to things again. Uh-huh. And um, uh, How does that one work? One of the um, it's again, one, it, it, all of these are designed to, to kind of pause and reflect in a way that kind of puts gas back in your tank. But the way the hope tool works is very deliberately. If I say to so Francesca, what are you looking forward to tomorrow? Tomorrow, you're going to be like, oh man, I, I got a lot going on right now. This, it's a busy day. My schedule is so packed. I just, I, I can't even think about one more thing. But if I say, what are you looking forward to 10 years from now? Well, that doesn't seem quite as pressing. Right, mm-hmm. so you can come up with, with, with within the next ten years. What are some of the things that you want to experience and do? And so, if we put the horizon further out, and we say, then, then, then the next night we say, well, Francesca, what are you looking forward to five years from now? What are you looking forward to three? How about one? How about six months from now? What happens is, as we build the muscle for you to be able to look forward to things, for you to be able to uh, um, uh, tone kind of your hope muscle, uh, and, and we give it a little workout each night uh, for eight, for for eight nights. And uh, by the time you're done, you're able to kind of look forward to things happening in the near future much more easily and readily. Um, and so I'm oversimplifying a little bit, but that's basically how it works. And we, we were thrilled to see the impact that that had on burnout, but we were blown away when we saw the impact that had on depression. I mean, so what is depression if not like the inability to hope about things uh, in the future? Um, so that, that, that hope tool is um, a, that's a fun one, and that's just a, a BIT dot ly forward slash fwd tool so like forward tool fwd tool uh, and that's another one for um, specifically helping to kind of look forward to things again so brian what do you do when you have one of those days where everything is going wrong or are really just you know something's happening in your life that's just really you know super challenging i mean it's unfortunately we all you know have our are difficult challenges and and how do you are you able to make that shift and, and just I mean not worry and um, you know stay on the positive psychological side or do you ever get pulled down? Yeah, well, well, I, I would say like back when I was burnt to a crisp at Johns Hopkins and just not liking my my research and my my job and my colleagues, like oh, just get me out of here. Mm. Um, I, I've, I've actually been very deliberate at, at Duke. Um, to uh, change what I'm studying, how I'm studying it, and who I'm studying it with, and, and that has made a huge difference for me. But but when I do have a bad day, one of my favorite things I've got I've got two kind of go-to uh, things. Um, I'll grab one of my kids when they're between Zoom sessions and, and class because I got I got four four of these guys running around the house. Seems like sometimes have a lot more than four kids. Um, <laughs> that we'll, I'll grab them and, and say, "Let's go for a walk, guys." Uh, and we just go for a walk in the neighborhood, and uh, we have some pecan trees and some uh, cedar trees and some uh, maple, and uh, I'll walk over to uh, a recently felled you know, tree from a storm, 
and uh, I'll, I'll take off a limb, a small limb, and uh, I'll walk with the kids. We'll walk back, and I'll, I'll go into my, um, my garage, uh, and I'll take that little branch that's about the size of my forearm, and I'll turn it into a spoon in about 45 minutes. Oh, wow. And my, one of my favorite things is just like simple woodworking that doesn't take a lot of my, my a lot of thought. Uh, it's almost like a meditation. You're just slowly right. whittling off little pieces of wood. Oh, yeah. And then when I'm done, I, or while I'm thinking about it, while, while I'm making it, I'm like, who am I going to give this to? Who have I not talked to? Who have I not done something for recently? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it could be a neighbor or a colleague. And right. I think some of my colleagues at work are tired of getting spoons from me. Have you been spooned by Brian yet? <laughs> um, <something> like that. <laughs> <laughs> the, the running joke, and some of them have more spoons than I care to admit. Um, well, that's exercising that creativity muscle, too, and that puts you yeah. kind of in a, a, a flow state so that you're kind of letting go yes. of, right, sort of the, yes. getting into which we don't have time for, unfortunately, uh, tonight, but to talk about mindfulness, because I think that's a big deal, too, and I think when you can do that, um, and, and, you know, when you're specifically, like, I'm a painter, and I know when I'm specifically oh, yeah. painting, and getting into the flow, you know, I'm forgetting everything. And, you know, and I mean, that that definitely hits the reset button. Um, Brian, we have about two minutes left. Yeah. So, Brian, is there anything um, that you haven't told our listeners that you want to share with them before we say goodbye? Um, I would say this. Uh, during... During a, a, a global pandemic, um, there's Don't two jump off a bridge. <sighs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's really yeah, pretty um, crazy out there. Well, two, two things. One is um, maintain your interpersonal connections to people, whether it's through Zoom or Skype or, or, or chat, just chatting on the phone. You can do that, too, um, number one. And number two, um, uh, have fun. And whatever that means for you, it could be it could mean cooking or reading or, or, or watching a movie or or having a lot of sex or, or, or woodworking or whatever it is for you. <laughs> you uh, notice how we just threw that in there, Kevin? That, <laughs> that's what that's what you need to be doing during a global pandemic. Um, having a lot uh, of sex, hope, yeah. No, I agree with that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Hope hope is is, is going to enter the picture as we're emerging the pandemic, as we're coming out of it. That's where we need to kind of work on our hope muscle more. But during, if you want to keep your ability to keep viruses at, at, at bay kind of uh, well-tuned, um, you need to not feel lonely and you need to uh, be having fun and feel engaged with something. And if you can not feel lonely and, and, and feel engaged, um, you're maximizing your ability to kind of stay healthy and endure this kind of uncertain time. That that's that would be my message for folks: is have some fun. It's okay to have fun. Uh, it's important to have fun uh, for your health. Absolutely. Well, Brian Sexton, it has really been a pleasure having you on the show. I really thoroughly enjoyed it. And um, so, um, give our listeners your your website one more time, just so that we can make sure that that they can engage in this as well. You bet. All of our tools can be found at www.hsq dot dukehealth.org forward slash tools uh, and that's and, and, they're, and they're all free they're all based on our on our research so so have at it taxpayer funded research sounds like a plan all right brian sexton thanks so much for being on talk with francesca it's been a pleasure you too thank you so much all right all right we've got to wrap things up and say goodbye i hope you enjoyed the show do look this up because i think that you will love it i know i do see you next week same time same place make it a great week